Thank you, Lord. I give you glory for all you've brought me through. And now I'm ready for whatever you want to do. I'm moving forward to follow after you. And now I'm ready for whatever you want to do. The cross before me, my hope on things above, and in you, Jesus, the best is yet to come. Your grace has been enough, and I'm believing the best is yet to come. The cross before me, my hope on things above, and in you, Jesus, the best is yet to come.
Jesus that washes white as snow. I believe in the power of the gospel. Still makes the broken whole. I believe that the curse of sin was broken when we rolled away that stone. I believe, I believe, I believe. Believe <laughs> that washes white as snow. I believe in the power of the gospel still makes the broken whole. I believe that the curse of sin was broken when they rolled away that stone. I believe, I believe, I believe. As I bow before you, Lord, I will rise in confidence. I will see your goodness, Lord. In the land I'm living in, no matter where I go, and no matter where I've been, I will see your goodness, Lord, in the land I'm living in. I believe that the walls will stop falling when we fall. church begins to sing. I believe, I believe, I believe. As I bow before you, Lord, I will rise in confidence. I will see your goodness, Lord, in the land I'm living in. No When we fall down on our knees, I believe that the lame will go walking and the blind are gonna see. I believe that the gates of hell will tremble when the church begins to sing. I believe, I believe, I believe as I
Look at what the Lord has done. Look at what the Lord has done. Look at what the Lord has done. Yes, he's made us whole. Look at what the Lord has done. We're not the same. Look at what the Lord has done. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord, and we believe. Yes, we believe every promise that you've spoken. If you've not done it yet, then it's on its way. Look at what the Lord has done. Look at what the Lord has done. He's given us hope when we had none. He's given us peace when it was hard to come by. He's given us love beyond all comprehension and joy oh look at what the Lord has done Thank you. we worship you Lord we're grateful Lord we worship you Lord we love you, Lord. For the addict who's been lost in degradation To the one who in a crowd seems all alone To the patriot who feels he's lost his country To the prodigal who thinks he can't come home healing for your broken heart in Jesus by the cross you made a way to set men free all things new he makes all things
Rejected by her husband For the one who doesn't think he can go on To the grandmother who's raising her grandchildren To the man who carries guilt just like a stone
Lord, won't you move on us, Lord? Won't you move upon us, Lord? We are calling, Lord. We are calling to you, Lord. Move upon us, Lord. Move upon us,
Thank you, John. Praise the Lord. Something that I've been feeling for a while, and uh, there has been a shift in the outcome of things, how things are coming about, but a shift. It has to do with things that were spoken of in the past that have not come to fruition yet, but are. They are coming. And just in the speaking of things, they are. And uh, we can, Rusty has got the job. We've been proclaiming that for. How long now? Year? Something like that? Yeah? Good job. job. A better job. Jobs and better jobs, yes. That's what we pray, isn't it? (laughs) Ticks and chiggers. I was, I'm just confident in the fact that this shift is here and that we can uh, be able to partake of it. All we have to do is just say, yes, Lord. But... uh, I was going to ask you, Dana, do you have something? Are you sitting on something? Huh? Besides that chair? Are you sure you're not holding out on me? Sean? The, uh, I'm going to pass off here in a minute to Sean. And he didn't doesn't know anything about it, so but he's getting used to it, the idea of me passing things off, so but uh one the thing I heard this week that's been on my mind is if Matthew ten twenty eight Let's, I'm going to look that up here. I'll read uh, from uh, 27, Matthew 10, 27, and 28. What I say to you in the dark, privately... Tell in the light publicly. And what you hear whispered in your ear proclaim from the housetops to many people. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather be afraid of him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Matthew 10, 28. Do not be afraid of those who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather be afraid of him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. The fear of the Lord is what I heard. And that's... uh, I'm reminded of Abraham and Isaac when God asked Abraham to sacrifice his son 
his only son, it says, that uh, in the process of that, there's a lot of uh, good things that we can glean from that. But Abraham was had reached for the knife to make the sacrifice when he heard the voice of God. Abraham, Abraham. And he turned and looked and there was a goat hung in the brambles. And the voice of God came and spoke to Abraham there and he says, Now I know that you fear God because you've not withheld your son from me. And now I know that you fear God. And in my years of living, I have heard all my life that I can remember different ones people just they said well I don't want to push it down my kid's throat I don't want to do that you know if they if they want to go they can go on their own that's not that's not a godly it's not God God says give me your sons and daughters I will teach them and he's asking you to be a teacher too. But that you not just let them be on their own. He says, teach or give me. He says, told Abraham, now I know that you fear God because you've not withheld your son from me. That's a, I was just reminded of that. And in that process, there's something for us to learn there and to get into our spirit and that we would know that it, this is how it works. But God can change His mind. Or... God can provide what is needed. We didn't, we didn't, Abraham did not have to go through. If he said, no, Lord, I, this is what I heard first. This is it. Let's go ahead and sacrifice the boy. He would have missed God, wouldn't he? He would have missed God. So there's something there for us to learn. That we can, first, that we can hear God. Second, that He can give us direction. And third, that He can change His mind. He got what He wanted. He got what He wanted. And, he, and God supplied. But he got what he wanted. He got... And it, it turns out that it, that whole situation was a... a uh, a foreshadowing of... Thank you. The thing of God sending His Son. In fact, it was a legal exercise. Without it, God could not have sent His Son. Because man had received the dominion of the earth. God had given dominion to Adam and Eve. And when they fell in the garden, it shifted. It went from being in Adam and Eve's 
domain and to the Satan's domain. He now had dominion. So God said it has to be a man. That's why he could send his son. That's why it's so important that we hunger after the Father. That we would know Him through His Son. Amen? It's a father, son, and daughter relationship. God says, come in and let me dine with you and let me speak over you and let me have possession of that which I belongs to me. So God wants us to do that. And Sean's going to come and say something more about that. Hello, Jack. <laughs> um, I got up this morning and... Um, No, actually, I got up this morning at 5.30 and I was very aggravated because I've been trying to sleep all night long and I had a new CPAP mask nose piece and it was driving me crazy. Kay can understand. And it just was just... And when I slept, I slept soundly and when I didn't, I did not. <laughs> so it was frustrating. And I woke up at 5.30 and said, I'm getting up, I'm done with this. Made myself a coffee, did the dishes, sat down, started listening to some things. And just like God, he starts playing something before me on YouTube, and I could not believe what I was seeing. Um, and it was a video talking about that the veil was being rolled back. That uh, for people that aren't familiar, the veil is spoken of many, many times in Scripture. The initial reference to the veil of the course is between the sanctified or the sanctuary and the holy of holies in the temple of Israel. Um, and that is where only the high priest went. And if he did something wrong, they had a rope tied around his leg, so if he dropped dead, they could get him out of there so he wouldn't rot in the Holy of Holies. What's that? When the bell quit ringing, you bet. <laughs> so, um, the veil was rent. It was torn on the day that Christ died on the cross. It was completely torn. Um, it says in 2 Corinthians 3, and uh, verse 12, Therefore, having such a hope, we use great boldness in our speech. We are not like Moses, who used to put a veil over his face so that the Son of Israel would not look intently at the end of what was fading away. But their minds were hardened, for until this very day, reading of the Old Covenant, the same veil remains unlifted, because it's removed in Christ. It's removed in Christ. But to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their heart. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit. Where the Spirit is, the Lord is. There is liberty but we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of God, are being transformed into the same age. And I want to reread that. Are being, being, that's a progression, transformed into the same age from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. First of all, give yourself grace to be transformed. Don't be so hard on yourself. Someone needs to hear that. Um, secondly, the veil is being rent again. And when I say that, what I mean is, because you'll hear me use that often, but what I mean by that is we live in a time and an age where falsehood is being peeled back. And people have been desperately, desperately, desperately seeking the truth. 
Christians and non-Christians. I speak to so many Christians who no longer go to church and they're still strong Christians. Imagine that. But they no longer go to church because they were sick and tired of hearing things that weren't true. Everything was veiled. If you weren't a member of the eldership, you didn't get to know everything. If you weren't part of the worship team, you didn't know how that functioned. It's all veiled. It's all a mystery. It's not the way God had designed it to be. He said, come ye one another, join together. One of you have a psalm, one of you have a song, one of you had a word, a scripture, an experience, a testimony, part of your heart being given. This is no longer veiled. We need to understand. I want to I I touch on something that's really basic first. Just with a show of hands, how many people here pray to Jesus? Show of hands. Okay. And how many people here communicate with the Holy Spirit? And how many people here talk to the Father, God himself? Can I challenge you on something? And if my doctrine is wrong, Jack will correct me. I promise you. <laughs> so will Mike. <laughs> if, if, listen, if... The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. They're three, but they are one. The Son came as a sacrifice to deliver us from our sin so that we could live a renewed life, full, unveiled, in Him, so that we could communicate to the Father through the Spirit. So what does that mean in practicality? That means Jesus will always be sitting on the right hand of the Father and he will always be contesting for you. You don't have to say a word to him. He is your right-hand man. He is your go-to guy. He is your line coach in football that it doesn't matter how bad you are when you come off the fields, you get a slap and he goes, good job, way to go, keep it up. Because he's the color commentator, right? That's Jesus. He, he has the substance. He has all the knowledge. He has the... But he is there for you, and when he goes to the Father, things get enacted, okay? Things get put into effect, all right? So it's just a little bit different than the line coach because it's the line coach that says, good job, you're the best player ever. Well, in football, that's not necessarily true. But in the spirit and the kingdom of God, it is because he's implementing. He's transforming. He's changing you into his likeness. And he does that through the presence of the Holy Spirit on the earth here today. That's why God gave us, and I don't know that all of you speak in tongues, but that's why God gave us the miraculous effect of having a personal prayer language called tongues. So that you can go into a quiet place, you can pray in tongues, and you can get self-edification or a buildup that allows you to communicate to the Father even when you don't know what to say. But initially, when we pray, we pray because even by Christ's experience, when the disciples asked him, he said, how do you pray? And what was Christ's response? He didn't say, well, when you pray to me, or when you pray to the Spirit. He says, when you pray to the Father, pray this way. Worship him first. I go into that. That's a long teaching, but it's a wonderful thing to look at. If you look at every suggestion as a header or a title, it's a great thing to look at. Um... The reason I bring that up is because as long as we position ourselves in that place, you're not going to get a backlash if you don't position yourself like that. But if you focus and position yourself in that place, as these things continue to be revealed, as the overall veil of deception that's on this earth is split and removed, and we begin to see truth out there, we're going to see Many, many things. One day I'm going to do a teaching on what we're going to see. Some of it is marvelous, some of it is wonderful, some of it is scary, but we're going to see it. We need to be in that position. If you find yourself in a position of weakness, 
there's the shift. And that's where I was going. That's exactly where I was going. Because if you find yourself in a place of weakness, curiosity, somewhat doubt in what you're doing, where you are, uh, I mean, just as a personal aside, I continually ask the Lord, Lord, when do I need to go to work? Lord, when, what are you doing? How do you, has that changed at all? Because he gave me a very strong directive when I came here in regards to me working, and it has not changed yet. And it is completely, you have to understand how against my nature it is to not work. <laughs> it, it is so hard for me. And yet he keeps saying the same thing. So you, you, when the veil is rent and it's time to go and it's time to move and whether it be working or whether it be enacting something or whether it be moving in your community or being speaking to your children and that shift happens, if you're positioned, it's going to be so much easier for you to see the shift, enable yourself to enact on the shift and to be part of it instead of doing the catch-up afterwards. Which is fine. We've all been there where God has done something and we go, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. And we run after because that's, we know we're supposed to be a part of it. But I'm telling you as a body, get prepared. There's a shift coming. The veil is about to be completely rent. Right now it's like it's being thinned. It's like somebody's taking sandpaper to it and we can see through it. But we are seeing a shift. And as clear as it seems right now as to what is evil and what is good, it's going to get even clearer. And as that, then we will be able to stand in love, patience, forgiveness, unity with the saved and the unsaved. And if they choose to accept it, wonderful. That's wonderful. Because it will bring them to a place of truth, which is what they're really seeking. So that is kind of a philosophical statement today. It's not normally, I like to go into a lot of scripture, but today it was just on my heart. It was, I just thought to myself as I was watching this this morning, oh my Lord, people in the church are going to absolutely lose their cookies when, they, when this stuff starts happening because they have no clue. They have no clue. Don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with Sunday school programs. I started in Sunday school. I love Sunday school. Sunday school rocks. (laughs) I love the creativity. I love what it does to children because God tells us, train them up in the way they should go and when they're old, they will surely not depart from it. And that's one of the things that I, my children, I raised them that way. I, I, I loved it into them for the longest period of time and all three of them have walked away from the Lord. And yet I stand on the fact that train them up in the way they should go. And when they were old, they will return to it. They will. I know they will because God's word does not return void. Period. They're on their own journey. They're taking their own path to get there. But when they get there, because they're taking their own path and because I'm allowing them to take their own path as a parent, not enabling them. Allowing them. There's a difference. When they get there, it's going to be real for them. It's going to be complete. They will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's their walk. And that's imperative. And it's no different than the world we live in. We cannot force Jesus down the throats of the unbelievers. You need to position yourself... And when the miraculous happens, those that you're to influence will be there waiting. What was he called it? The shift. John, you can title that the shift. (laughs) Father, we want to thank you, Lord God, you're preparing us for the shift. We know it's a whole lot deeper than just that. Whatever it is that you're doing, however you're going to bring it about, God, we ask for a fulfillment and a completion of the shift in each and every one of our lives. To those that are listening, that they would be prepared, Lord, that they would be able to take it to you, Father, and say, Lord, please prepare me for this shift that's coming. Let my eyes be unveiled so I can see the truth. 
Position me where I need to be. We pray this in Jesus' name. So that we might be a people who are known that fear the Lord. Amen? Amen. Let's, let's make our declaration. As we have given back to the Lord a portion of what He has given us, we declare that He teaches us to profit and leads us in the way we should go. The Lord gives us power to make wealth and supplies all our needs according to His riches and glory. We bless Israel and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. This is us and His ways become known on the earth and salvation of all nations. Lord, we are believing You for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, debts paid off and transfer of wealth, prosperous businesses, our vats filled with oil and our coffers with gold. Expenses decreased, blessings increased, heavens opened, earth invaded, signs, wonders, and miracles, and angelic visitations. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we thank you for more than enough. We live into your kingdom, co-labor with heaven. See Jesus gets full reward. Amen.